0: What's going on, everyone? Brett McGrath, lead marketing at The Juice, and this is Modern Day Marketer. We are back excited. This episode is a little bit different than your normal Monday episode. And that is because we have a Juice customer on the program today, Leah Burt, who's the senior manager of integrated campaigns at Keep. Wanted to have her on because it is launch week. We are launching revenue impact and she has been a user of that. So what I wanted to do as we're trying to build momentum for that launch is have one of our customers on to talk a little bit about how she thinks about content in her campaigns, and how The Juice is helping her out. If you like what we're doing over here, follow, subscribe, hit all the buttons. Most importantly, tell a marketing friend you're enjoying Modern Day Marketer. Without further ado, let's kick it to the conversation. What's up, everyone? Excited for this chat. It is a little outside the box from what we do typically on Mondays, but it is launch week at The Juice, and I figured... What better way to kick things off than have a Juice customer on the program today? So I'm joined by Leah Bird, who is the Senior Manager of Integrated Campaigns at Keep. We're going to talk a little bit about her role, talk a little bit about the Juice and preview kind of product that we'll be dropping on Thursday. But without further ado, Leah, welcome. How are you?
1: I'm doing excellent and I'm thrilled to be here. Thanks for having me on the show.
0: Definitely. So it's always fun for us as a growing company when we have new brands that come in and start using the juice. And I can say that I had seen Keep and the Keep brand before, but wasn't completely familiar with who you all were and what you did. And obviously I know now and prolific content producers and have been enjoying learning from you all just based on your content. But maybe for anyone who is unfamiliar, talk a little bit about uh, KEEP, kind of who you all are, what you do, problem you solve, that kind of stuff.
1: Absolutely. So we are KEEP and we are a CRM, and sales and marketing automation platform. So we serve small nimble teams that probably wearing multiple hats and we help them multiply their efforts through automation. So we specifically serve small businesses and we help them move from maybe being in more of that hustle mindset into more of a scaling mindset. And typically we serve folks who may have outgrown a tool like MailChimp, but aren't quite ready for a tool like HubSpot yet.
0: I love it. Very straightforward and love the just content focused on the kind of the small business owner operator. I think just learning about the positioning and how you all are going to market has uh, certainly been uh, valuable for me just in just trying to understand all the various mindsets and persona types that enter our hemisphere. Now you're, we, we talk to a lot of different roles on this show, mostly content, you know, there's some demand gen in there, marketing leadership. But when I saw your title, Integrated Campaigns, it took me back to a previous point in my career when I was on a campaigns team and I was responsible for driving pipeline through campaigns and all the coordination with all the different functions. But I'd love to maybe learn a little bit more about just your role and responsibilities at Keep. Like, what are you measured on? Like, what is your day-to-day look like? Talk a little bit about that.
1: Absolutely. So I my role sits within the growth team here within marketing at Keep. And I am responsible for driving high value prospects to our sales team. And so I'm responsible for building that trust across our pre-customer journey. But a lot of what I do day-to-day is bridging the gaps between our teams when we try to tackle these larger projects to make sure that we don't end up in silos that are so common amongst marketing teams, particularly large marketing teams like ours. And so... It's always new and challenging and exciting. And I, this is the perfect role for me. And I'm thrilled to be in this seat.
0: Just based on the climate and just the challenges so many marketers face, have you had to think differently about just like how you get those prospects to your sales team? Like, or has it been consistent throughout your journey at Keep? Maybe talk a little bit about just like adapting or not adapting with the times.
1: Yeah. So I would say some of the, biggest challenges for our team are, or the biggest shifts have been in moving from a process that honestly, because we serve such the smaller businesses, our sales process often feels fairly B to C because we have shorter sales cycles, much more so than I've, than sales cycles I've seen in other companies that I've worked for. But As we've been attracting larger companies um, that have maybe larger buying committees, um, a longer sales cycle is adapting more of that, you know, three day sales cycle to one that's much more, quite a bit longer, requires much more research and bringing in multiple viewpoints. So just helping the team shift from uh, much quicker turnaround to something that's much more consultative and ongoing.
0: I would imagine just based on what you just described, content plays a role in that journey at some level. And it's funny, like it's it seems like yesterday where it was like content sat in a silo, produced content to create and drive inbound. And then you had kind of outbound and campaigns over here and they were coordinating efforts. But like there was some crossover, but I don't think it looks like anywhere look it, anywhere what it looks like today, where it seems like teams are creating content and getting that content to the right people at the right time is so critical. And I would imagine someone in your role, you're kind of thinking about or in quarterbacking the process. So maybe talk a little bit about the process that you go through to make sure that the content that your team is producing fits into the campaigns that you're running or coordinating.
1: Yeah, absolutely. So we have a robust content team that actually produces a lot of seasonal content that of course takes into consideration shifts in market and trends and things like that. But where I sit on the growth team, a lot of the things that we're looking at in our content is looking at the gaps in our funnel and where are people falling off and how can we make that touch point or that milestone in their journey more seamless, and we can use content to do that. Uh, we also work really closely with our sales team. We have regular conversations about the types of leads that are coming in, right? Like, are they the right fit? Have they done enough self-education before reaching the team? Is it clear what their pain point is? So we have those conversations frequently, and if we see those gaps, we can make those adjustment adjustments fairly quickly to make sure that the leads coming in are both high quality and educated and ready. And a lot of the demand gen efforts for us revolve around being in a very competitive space, right? We're in the same space as obviously like HubSpot and Salesforce. And while they're obviously the, the biggest and the, the loudest in the in the market, a lot of people and small businesses in particular that are looking for a solution will look to them first, right? But a lot of times those aren't going to be the best fit for them because they require not only larger budgets, but also someone who's dedicated on their team to run that platform, right? You need sort of that ops role in order to be successful in that software And so making sure we also help people who are in that research process understand that there are solutions out there that fit their needs specifically.
0: So smart and finding your wedge, especially when there are players as big as HubSpot and Salesforce in your space. It's trying to find what the wedge is and the right opportunity. I'm curious, like I'm imagining they're campaigns going on, demand gen efforts going on, ways to get your content in front of people that might not know who Keep is. I'm curious, have you all used kind of content syndication in the past as part of your process? And if so, like maybe what what have been some limitations you've had with some of those strategies?
1: Sure. So in my tenure here at Keep, we have not used content syndication companies specifically. Um, I have used them in the past have not had the greatest experience with them. I find that in most cases, when using a content syndicator, you're giving up, you're sacrificing that customer journey and the trust that you're building with those those prospects. Because a lot of times you hand over this piece of content that's meant (laughs) to be syndicated But you don't have any control over how they get to that piece, who gets to that piece, and then you get a spreadsheet at the end with no other data attached to it. And it's like this black hole. So that can be challenging. And there was also an instance where I was working at an agency and I had a client that that needed to get in front of a very specific role within a company. And a lot of companies don't necessarily have this role, but it was a key indicator of whether or not they would be the right fit for their software. Right. And so it was absolutely a quality over quantity type of initiative. And so when we worked with that content syndication company and asked, you know, we don't care if only five of these come through, but (laughs) these are the only people that really matter to us. Right. And so when we got the list back, it seemed to align to all of these titles that we had provided. But when we just cross-checked them just to do our due diligence on LinkedIn, they were absolutely not in the role that they had indicated that they were. And so not only did we not have the data and information of how they got to this piece of content, but the data around their role within the company was entirely wrong. (laughs)
0: yeah so a uh, painful process but i will say music to my ears and listening you t- to you use some words like black hole i'm like this is copy and messaging we're using in our launch in our campaign so i'm you're validating some of our our mentality and i i've been there um some of my earliest lessons have been uh talking to sales directors that are just like what are these these are leads like what what are these things like my sales team is wasting a bunch of time on those so I, I think, you know, syndication, there's a way to do it and there's a right way to do it. But like this traditional, like pay someone, get a CSV file back, like hopefully by some of what we're working on at the Juice, we can kind of hopefully put an into it. And I'm, I'm curious, like very transparent, like keeps a Juice customer. I'm curious, like how does the Juice fit into kind of your workflow and what you all are doing?
1: Yeah. So we use the the juice specifically for, in a couple different areas. So we use it both in our content planning and in our campaign planning. So based on the data that we see around what our target audience is searching for and engaging with, that is going to inform what we build going forward. And on top of that, it also helps inform some of our sales conversations, both inbound and outbound. And I love the new feature of, of the ROI and the revenue impact. Luckily, I work for a company that already deeply values content. So we're not held to you know show the ROI of every piece of content. However, it, it shows us which pieces of content are actually driving conversion so that we can then take that information and replicate it, create more of it in the future so that we can help move our users through our customer journey more seamlessly. We're also taking that data to help inform our new lead scoring model. So we're actively in the process of of adjusting that to make sure that we are counting both for the quality of the lead just from a persona target audience fit, but also from also making sure that we're tracking their intent, right? So combining data from the juice to take a look at some of that top of funnel activity and combining it with data from like G2 or other comparison sites to see who's progressing through the funnel at what rate and what that journey looks like, and also bubble up those high intent accounts to our sales team at the right time.
0: I love it. And it makes me happy to hear just the organization and the value of content that goes on at Keep. But I think we both understand like that might be the exception to the rule. And I think we're still trying to push forward on as marketers, the impact that content can have on the bottom line. I guess back to you, like maybe what... What does it, what does it mean maybe for some marketer who doesn't have that same like content culture, having the visibility into the sourced and influence pipeline from your content for someone in your role specifically? Like what, what do you think like that dashboard view of, you know, revenue impact means for someone in your role who might not have the same kind of content culture as you, you have a key.
1: It gives you a seat at the table in a room of leaders and executives who are primarily just looking at the bottom line, at the revenue, at the ROI that you're generating with your efforts. A lot of the work that marketers, but particularly like brand and, and content marketers, so much of the value that they bring is hard to define and hard to hard to nail down and hard to track in real concrete numbers that you know, narrow down to ROI. And so having this integration gives a voice and power back to people who are the ones that are building that relationship and that trust with customers before they ever become customers. And I think that's such, it's something that gives so much power back to the people that are really the heart of a brand.
0: I love it. And maybe we close it out with this, just that thought of the seat at the table, I think, is such a powerful one. And, you know, I remember, not to date myself, but when the content marketing role was forming within B2B SaaS, and it was just like, let's put the content person over in this corner and let them just churn out a bunch of blog posts. Make sure we publish those every morning at 8 o'clock because that's what Google <laughs> likes. Like, that was real. And now we're talking about, like, content and that function as being a pivotal driving force for any growing business, maybe just like, maybe we close it out with this, just like, how does the impact of content and what's possible with kind of what the juice is doing and what other companies are doing, how, how can that kind of transcend that moment from being the content marketer in the corner producing blog posts to actually being like a voice and a pivotal member of a scaling and growing business?
1: So I think what's so important about what the juice is doing is it's pulling together, you know, data and impact from multiple different teams within the organization, right? So someone who is running an ABM program or someone who's running a content program, it brings those efforts together in a view that feels much more seamless and much more holistic. And so it's tearing down a lot of those tech stack silos that can be so frustrating <laughs> for teams. I know that I, I struggle with that in, in my role, having so many systems and making sure that they can speak to each other effectively so that I can actually present you know, present those stories and those actionable data points that we can use to, to adjust our customer experience. And so I think the work that you're doing is so important and it's going to change the game because not only does it create a great experience for the members, for the users of the juice that are going in and making the search experience so much more seamless, getting rid of the forms, which can be so cumbersome, but also for uh, your customers and your partners who have a clear view of what are... Who is engaging with their content and why does that matter to them? And how is that impacting their conversions, especially those who are trying to track multi-touchpoint influence? And so I'm so excited to have joined when I did. And I am just frustrated that more people don't know about this. (laughs)
0: We we don't we don't often like hype ourselves up and drink our own juice on the podcast. It's usually very brand oriented, but it's launch week. And you know what we're gonna do on launch week? We're gonna bring on our customers and have them share stories about how much they love what we're doing so that we can share it all with all of you. And Leah, you did just you're tugging at my heartstrings. I feel so good. I've had such a busy day and it's been hectic, but having this conversation and just hearing kind of someone in your role how you're thinking about what we're doing and what's happening and beyond is very powerful for me as someone who's been here at day one at The Juice. So appreciate you uh, jumping on and excited to have more of these. So I want to have more conversations with people in your role. So maybe we can pick a topic in the future that's less about The Juice product and more about just your function and your industry. And I think that would be fun. But thanks so much for making some time for it.
1: That sounds great. I was thrilled to be here. So thank you for the great conversation.
0: I love that layer of social proof. I decided, you know what, we're gonna have a customer on before this launch to build some momentum and share some stories about how she is thinking about content and the juice as not just someone who's in a content role, but someone who is in a campaigns, demand gen oriented function. Hopefully you learned something In this episode, if you're curious and want to learn more, my DMs at Indy McGrath are always open. You can hit me up on LinkedIn to take care of yourself, take care of others around you. Be on the lookout for that revenue impact launch on Thursday and new episode of Modern Day Marketer on Friday.